nice children, and welcome to my chamber. My name is Rotherick Gastblood, and I'm your host of Tales from the Dark Chamber. This week, we have a great show for you. Tales to make your skin crawl. Each week, my chambermate and I read a scary tale that we found on the internet, or perhaps left under some corpse. Either way, we think you're going to like it, and we're just dying for you to hear it. So sit right back, light a candle, and let's have a ghoul evening. Oh, hey, Rothrick. Home so... Wow! I gotta talk to you. Come here. Have you gone berserk? Can't you see that thing is a ma? <laughs> Sorry. Wrong creature. Forgive me. No offense intended. Have you gone berserk? Can't you see that thing is a ma? Oh, yes. He helps me get the corpses out of the ground. Quite a nice chap. Well, as for me, he looks like he could tear me to shreds. Oh, no. He's quite a nice guy. A a ghoul. He actually likes humans. Uh Uh-huh. So why did you bring him here? All right. We're going down to the dungeon to look at some of my photography. You mean all those creepy pictures of dead people? Exactly. He loves photography. A see? Whoa. Jeepers, it scared me. Standing right behind me and all. Rothrick? These are missing children posters. You mean he... Uh, No, no, no. Uh, Nothing horrible. He finds children and brings them home. Right. I bet he does. Right after he... No, not at all. He's very kind to them. They seem to like him. More than some ninnies I know. Thanks. Well, you two have a ghoul time down there. Don't forget to lock the door behind you. Uh, We won't. Uh, uh, Come along, Shorty. Shorty? You call an eight-foot-tall, beanpole-sized creature with no mouth and the skin the color of new cement Shorty? Of course. He's the runt of the litter, you know. Well, have fun or fungus or whatever. But that does remind me of tonight's story. We read Fear Dubba by Izzy. I hope I pronounced that right. It's a story based on the Slender Man tales with a twist. Seems our nefarious creature isn't so terrible after all. Mostly misunderstood. But he does love children. And he loves them 
hanging around. <laughs> Enjoy. Fear of Dub by Izzy I was born with a purpose. What that purpose is, I'm not sure. I have a vague clue, but nothing certain. I don't remember ever being young. I've always just been tall and very thin. I don't really have anyone to talk to. In fact, I don't really seem to know anybody. I do know one thing, however. I'm not actually human. <laughs> I know, I know. Shocker. Honestly, I was surprised, too. When I met the first human, they looked a little like me. Except they were a bit shorter and... Their skin was pink. I thought to myself, what is this? I walked up to it and tried to introduce myself. But as I approached it, it turned and ran away, screaming bloody murder. Well, okay, I thought. I guess I could have been a little more careful. But then again... I don't know what I was so scared of. After some time, I came to learn that these things were called Homo sapiens or humans. I learned that they had something on their heads called hair. The ones with shorter hair were called males or men, and the other ones with longer hair were called females or women. This was quite intriguing. They even had their own language, but instead of speaking the way I would normally speak, they spoke with these things called mouths. As you can imagine, this was all very strange to me. Once more, I tried communicating with him. I walked up behind a man and tapped on his shoulder. He turned around to face me, and his face got completely white, like mine. He screamed. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't speak with him properly. So I just stood there looking at him. I felt bad that I had caused another one to become afraid. That was another thing I learned. Humans had a wider a range of emotions than I. There was fear, anxiety, depression, etc. He ran away like the first human, but this time something changed. A few days later, I started seeing pictures of me all around with a warning on them. The warning said, Beware! Tall, monster-terrorizing villagers! I knew this was not good. This was disheartening, to say the least. I had no idea why these people were being so mean. So, I went into hiding. The year was 5000 BC. <laughs> Another fun fact, humans pride themselves in religion. It's a funny concept. They believe there is a higher being guiding the world. There are many different religions with different beliefs and gods but the most widely accepted of them is Christianity. They believe in a God, Christ. Strange name, yes? 
But whether they believe in this religion or another, they all follow the same timeline. A man from Christian culture named Jesus Christ, born from a virgin, Mary, and a son of God. Strange indeed. But it's upon his death that the new years have become. Anyway, back to the story at hand. The year was 5000 B.C., and I had come to learn that they had given me a name. They called me Fear Dubba. This would later translate to another name, but that can wait. For now, I'll be calling myself Fear. It wasn't until 4092 B.C. that I started wanting to learn to communicate with them. I had been curious before, but... Now I was determined to learn. I knew I couldn't just try talking to people. I had attempted this a few more times, but it always turned out the same. More and more warning signs popped up. So I tried a different approach. I had the ability to be in one place and show up in another place instantaneously. The humans later called this teleportation. So I found a human, a man, and teleported with him to a forest to try to keep him calm. He was definitely terrified. I put my hands up as a friendly gesture. He must have misinterpreted this as he screamed and fell on his knees. I tried putting my hands on his shoulders, but he backed away. He got up and tried running away. He looked back at me for a split second and, well, ran into a tree. Blood gushed from his nose as he hit the dirt hard. I walked over to him and took him in my arms. I wanted nothing more than to make sure he was okay and to communicate with him. But I didn't know how. I didn't have a mouth. The man woke up. I looked over at him. We were still in the forest and night was approaching. He saw me and started screaming again. I was sitting down, running my hand through the dirt. I stood up and walked to him, trying my best to comfort him. I put my hand on his chest. I felt it pulsating. Strange, I thought. This human is vibrating. I later learned that he had internal organs. The heart is what was causing the pulsing in the man's chest. It started getting faster and faster until it stopped. I felt nothing. The man slumped over, drool coming from his mouth. I didn't know what was going on. Later, I learned that the man had been experiencing death. I tried to wake him up, but he didn't budge. Days went by, and the man never stirred. <laughs> I left. While I was gone, new pictures popped up. They looked kind of like the man, but they were scratchy and etched. They said, Missing. Tom Gresler. Please notify if seen. Thomas. That name rang in my head for a while. That man had a name. His name was 
Thomas Gresler. I realized what had happened. The man had a family, and no one had seen him. I went back and grabbed his body. It was daytime, but for some reason, no one was around. I took advantage of this and dropped him in the middle of an empty aisle. Surely this would be okay. Uh, people would be happy to see him again. I waited. Eventually, a woman found her way to the aisle and found the man. She screamed, just as the man had. She ran away and came back moments later with others. Some covered their mouths. Some covered their eyes or turned away. Others just stood there with their mouths wide open. I didn't stay long. I knew they were upset. I knew they might get angry. I had seen human anger before. It was not pretty. The humans tended to get violent. <laughs> they might come for me. I had to find another way to do this. I attempted my strategy many times throughout the years. It always happened. The humans all died. At some point, I started seeing humans that were much smaller than the others. I'd come to know them as children. I didn't know why I hadn't noticed them before. They were certainly new. I tried communicating with them. I found a young girl. To my surprise, she didn't die like the others. She was more calm, curious even. My name is Marissa, she told me. What's yours? I couldn't speak. She waited for a few moments before speaking again. Do you have a name? No answer for me. She almost looked worried. But she continued. That's okay. I know a boy who doesn't talk much. He doesn't seem to have a family either. It's kind of sad, actually, but it's okay. He's still my friend, and I care about him. And now, you're my friend. She thought she had made a new friend. I felt happy. Someone finally wasn't scared of me. She held something in her hand. It was made of straw and some weird fabric. I looked at it. She must have noticed because she said, Oh, this is my doll. Her name is Rose. She's my friend. Interesting, I thought to myself. These tiny humans carry around even smaller humans. <laughs> of course, this thought was to be corrected many years later. Marissa handed me the doll. I rolled it over in my hands. It was so small and scratchy. How could anyone enjoy this? I gave the doll back and stood there. Marissa didn't seem to mind the silence. I was glad. Oh my, it's getting late, she told me. I have to get home or my parents will come looking. I lifted her up. She giggled as I carried her out of the forest. She ran home. It was the next day. Marissa somehow found me in the forest. I had made it my home. She embraced me, 
as best as any tiny human could, and told me she had missed me. I didn't know how to think. I actually knew someone, and more than that, I made a friend. She came to see me nearly every day. Marissa and I had a long-lasting friendship. One day, I noticed lines on her skin. She spoke. Friend, I'm getting old. I've done all I wanted to do in this life. I had a husband, children, and lived a very prosperous life. And you've been there for me through it all. I know you're not like us, but I don't mind. You've done nothing to hurt me or pain me in any way. I want to thank you for that. She took my hand in hers. I hope you can find more friends than I. I may not last much longer. I'm now in my eighties and I feel less than myself. You've been a great friend. Then she left. She came back a few more times and talked of the things that happened each day. It was usually the same, but I still found her interesting. After a while, she stopped coming to see me. I never saw her again. The year was 700 B.C., I had listened to many more children. Some were less talkative than others, but they were all cheerful. For a while, at least. The years went by and children became more and more avoidant of me. Some screamed and ran away. One day, I had listened to a young boy named Matthew. He was twelve years old. When he was done talking, he went home. This time, he came back. His parents and many other humans were with him. They carried long sticks with pointing sticks on the end. They also carried sticks that were on fire. Humans are truly strange, I thought. They looked angry. I ran. I had no idea what they would do to me, but I didn't think it was good. This happened a few more times after that. I decided to stop listening to children. I became lonely. I wanted to learn. The year was now 106 B.C. People had seen me, but I never listened to anyone. I just took off when I saw someone. But now it was different. I craved to listen, but I knew I couldn't let anyone return. I decided then... I found another young girl. She talked of her family and friends. Her name was Claire. She was nine years old. When she was finished talking, I picked her up. She giggled. It stopped. I remember that sound. I remembered Marissa, my first and only friend. I became filled with anger. I hung the girl on a tree branch. I didn't hurt her, but she yelled and writhed around. She fell a little, and her neck caught a few branches that were bound together. She stopped moving, even stopped yelling. 
I froze. No, I thought. Not again. But I could do nothing. She just hung there, lifeless. I wanted to return her, but I thought about all the times children had returned with other people. I decided against it. I left her lifeless body hanging in the tree. I went back a few days later and she was gone. Someone had taken her down. Another couple of days went by and I was walking around until I came across people standing around a giant hole in the ground. There was a large box sitting on one side of the hole. People were crying and comforting each other. The box was closed, so I couldn't see inside of it. I heard the name Claire ring out from a man wearing a weird outfit. He was speaking of tragedy and woe. There was a sadness in his voice. I came to the conclusion that Claire's body was in the box and that they were going to put the box in the hole. Humans are strange, I thought. I walked away and forgot about the incident. I began a routine of hanging children from trees. They talked and they never returned home. It was the only way to listen that I could think of that didn't result in angry humans that wanted to chase me. Eventually, pictures started showing up again of the missing children. Only now, they were much more elaborate and detailed than before. They were on little white rectangles and were in color. A young man named Jesus Christ had started appearing everywhere. People seemed to be trying to protect him, while others were trying to kill him. Eventually, the killer succeeded. A great storm followed his death. I paid no attention. I was busy listening to children. Years turned into decades, and decades turned into centuries. Things were quickly changing. The year was 1602 A.D., the humans had built giant structures that towered over everything, even me. They had born new languages, but my name had stayed relatively the same throughout each. It had a change, however. They now called me the Slender Man. It was quite fitting. I liked it. But it evoked fear in the humans. I had learned to draw. I stole what was known as paper from random humans, and I drew pictures with markers I had found, mostly pictures of myself and sometimes Marissa. One day, I drew a picture of Marissa and I together. I was proud of it. I hung it on a tree using a piece of bark to hold it in place. I cherished it. I started drawing and hanging more pictures on the trees. It helped pass the time. Unfortunately, I kept finding that my pictures were going missing. I was worried that my favorite picture would be missing too. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't. I took it down and carried it around with me. I would never let it go. The 18th century was coming to a close and human fashion was changing. I started seeing men in dark clothing with 
white underneath, and lines going down the middle. They were called suits. I liked them. I found my way to the back of a building where I had seen a man change into one of these suits. They were all colors and sizes. None were big enough for me. I suddenly heard a strange noise coming from another room. I looked in and saw a machine. It looked to be making one of the suits. I watched the whole process. It was mesmerizing. It was becoming dark outside. Everyone had left the building. Everyone but me. I went to the room and gathered the materials to make a suit. I turned on the machine and began to work. It was tougher than I thought. It took a few tries, but I eventually did it. And now I had a way to store my pictures and look good at the same time. I was happy. The year is 2018 A.D. I am lonely again. So I went back to my roots. This time is different, however. Now, I scare the adults away. I use fear, as my name implies, instead of compassion or curiosity. I have learned my lessons from humans during the Civil War. They had long metal poles with holes in them. If it pointed at you, it really hurt. So I stayed away from them completely. Now I only take children. Some have even heard of me, apparently. A couple of them sacrificed their friend in my name not too long ago. It was a major deal. Many write stories of my name. Others await my arrival to kill them. I sometimes do. And it is fun. For now, I must go. I have more children to listen to and more humans to kill. In fact, I'm standing behind one right now. They appear to be reading something. <laughs> but not for long. Fear of Dub by Izzy Well, folks, that's our story tonight. Rothrick and I hope you enjoyed it. We sure had a great time bringing it to you, and we really appreciate you listening. Tune in next week when we bring you another chilling tale from the dark chamber. And just a note, if you're an aspiring author and you want your story read here on Tales from the Dark Chamber, send us a note at talesfromthedarkchamber at gmail.com. If it creeps old Rothrick out enough, we'll air it. And subscribe to our podcast for notification of our next new episode or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Tales from the Dark Chamber and follow us on Instagram or Twitter. If you want your story read for your own use or you just want to have it, check out my website at woodygvoiceover.net. You can order there or you can find me on Upwork as Woody G. And again, thank you for listening tonight. <laughs>